0: hello yep i'm here
1: hey dj ceo how are you
0: i'm well thank you how are you kimberly
1: i'm great i'm great okay so today on let's laugh and share podcast Mm -hmm. i'm sitting down for a conversation with dj ceo how's your day going so far
0: it's going pretty cool uh i got a, a late start you know i was djing last night so you know i was able to sleep in and get up a little late but you know another busy day ahead so
1: Oh, cool. Where were you DJing last night?
0: So last night I was at the Skylark. It's on 39th and 7th in, in Manhattan.
1: Okay. Okay. And what type of music were you spinning last night?
0: Um, like I tell everybody, it's so funny because people always ask me, like, you know, what kind of music do you play or what kind of music do you like to play? And I just say music that feels good. I love it. So, you know, that that ranges from everything, uh, so, you know, hip hop and R&B, the Afrobeat, I'm a piano, some disco, some house, a um, little bit of everything.
1: Okay. And do you have a favorite genre of music?
0: Uh, it depends on what day you ask me, um, <laughs> because, um, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm an 80s baby. I'm a product of hip hop. So, you know, rap music is always going to have a special place in my heart. Okay. Um, but you know, I love R and B. I think, honestly, I think disco is probably the greatest genre of music, most music, most musical genre. Disco. Um, okay. Disco. It's just it's so um, complex musically. Um, so I, I really love it. But what I'm vibing on now a lot than I have been for like the past, I don't know, six to ten months or so is I'm a Piano, out of South Africa. It's uh-huh. just it just feels right.
1: Where in South know? Africa?
0: No, just it's straight out of South Africa. Ah, so okay. it's, a South, it's a South African sound. A lot of people confuse it and they may call it Afrobeat, but it's not. Um, I'm a piano is kind of like it has a house vibe to it. They use um, sonically the sounds that you would find in EDM, but it sounds very tribal. Okay. Yeah.
1: Lately, I've been really into, like for months and months now, I've been really into, and I have been calling all of it Afrobeats because I don't mm-hmm. really, you know, all the different artists that I'm hearing. I'm loving everything. So
0: I'm mm-hmm. going to have
1: to check. Give me an artist that you.
0: Well, that so you like. one, the one Amo Piano song that, well, it's two Amo Piano songs everybody knows, but they just don't know that at least one of them they don't know is Amo Piano. So Mona Lisa that single out Mona Lisa uh-huh. um, that's an I'm a piano song uh. um, but that's kind of like I guess you would consider like the commercial side of I'm a piano uh, and then the one that got really popular popularized via TikTok um, I think the actual name of it is I'm a piano something and it's the game he's like you want to rumble with the big boy uh, that it was like all over TikTok like that's I'm a piano
1: okay i'm gonna have to google that one yeah okay okay well see we just jump right into the conversation which i <laughs> love <laughs> um i'd love people to know more about you so do you mind kind of telling me how you started you know did you grow up in new york give me a little bit about um you
0: now nah, for sure um yes yeah, so i'm born and raised brooklyn new york um, uh, Clinton Hill section—not the Clinton Hills that people know and love today, but a, a much uh, harsher uh, Clinton Hills. But also at the same time, just Chuck filled with amazing uh, creatives. Uh, so, like in my neighborhood, so Little Kim lived in an apartment underneath me. <gasps> um, up. yeah. Um, Big Biggie was like two blocks away from me. I went to school with a few of the members of the Junior Mafia. Um. You know in my neighborhood was april walker who a uh, walker aware legendary hip-hop brand um gangstar lived around the corner from me you know when they they're not originally from new york but uh, they have moved there uh maddie c from the source um rosie perez spike lee uh bradford marcellus wait a
1: minute did you see all
0: these people on a daily basis Shut yeah up. but when you're young when i when you're young like the one thing about new york is like new york like we don't really care about I, celebrities. Listen, it's like we in New
1: York for many years so I'm with you on we
0: don't really yeah, care um. we don't really care but you know <laughs> but at the same time we are proud of you know proud of our people that are doing things but I was so young like I wasn't aware and I was a ball player like I, I played basketball so at that time I wasn't really aware of what was around me I was just you know these are just people you show all the time yeah. and um and you get older and it's like damn I wish I would have you know Tried to establish a relationship with these people Because you know I didn't know what my future held mm. Um at the time But yeah so this is that's the neighborhood I come from So it was just chock full of just High quality uh creatives And um it. Yeah and then um You know I Always loved music I You know I played in the band I played the tuba I played the baritone I played the drums in church Um so always Just kind of around the music And then mm. in ninety six i want to say uh, a friend of mine his pops um for whatever reason i can only say god and it kind of motivate him inspired him to do it he was like i just want to show you this video i, didn't, I don't know why we never had a musical conversation before mm-hmm. and the video he showed me was a dj jazzy jeff and mm-hmm. at that point i knew this is what i wanted to do i didn't know i could have a career doing it but i knew this is something i wanted to do
1: i so. love it so and i love dj jazzy jeff he always like his vibes always positive vibes mm-hmm. he is, always has great energy so that was your musical inspiration for wanting to dj
0: yeah and the interesting part about it is that what i saw wasn't him like djing like a party or you know it was it was like a, I, I'm pretty sure I can't remember if he was performing with Will or now I want to say he was but he was kind of just doing a routine okay. and it was the routine that kind of captured me and so I actually didn't I never saw a DJ Jazzy's Jeff set until like 2000 like 17 18
1: Okay,
0: Wow. I, yeah, I never I never got a chance because anytime he would come to New York, his wife is a good friend of mine. So every time he would come to New York, she would tell me but I'd be DJing the same night. So I just never got a chance to see him. Okay. Um, so it was I didn't really get to see him work
1: okay
0: until about 2017.
1: Oh wow, cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you took me through your early career. Can you walk me through into what you're doing today?
0: like specifically today or like just today in 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 general like Justin, what i have going on. yeah just oh, you
1: are okay. in your career experience.
0: yeah um yeah so i'm about i'm almost 20 years i mean clearly it's longer than 20 years since i like first touched some turntables but um i've been full-time dj since about 2006 um and so you know i have some things i have my own i have a brand uh, a party that i created called studio 55 the okay. studio 55 experience and uh-huh. it just stems off the fact that i'm a huge fan of studio 54 uh-huh. and i just love the energy and the vibe just the freedom that people came and they came to dance and they came to party there was no pretentiousness people weren't doing it for the gram um i mean there was no gram then but they weren't doing it to be seen they just wanted to be in this space and and have a good time and party
1: yeah
0: um so uh, so I started that party go Studio 55. Um, I'm also in the cannabis space, so I do like a lot of cannabis um, events, parties, pretty much parties that you know um are clearly 420 friendly, and we take the time to um, my partner and I, we take the time to um, highlight local vendors, particularly people of color, okay. um, to you know highlight them and whatever they have, whether it be you know cannabis paraphernalia or actual flower or you know whatever it is that they they have so we used to take the opportunity to highlight them and it's just pretty much like a i use the term often time like a zionistic kind of experience just people really elevated um off the cannabis and just vibing out and it's i'm used, playing the stuff like i said i'm playing the disco and the house and the, i'm a piano and an Afrobeat and um some hip-hop and r&b and it's just a lot of feel good feel good vibes so those are the things i you know i definitely have going on for me just kind of being a, a, a hired hitman, if you will, and just, you know, DJing all over the world.
1: Ah, okay. And I see on your, because of course I checked out your uh, social media, mm-hmm. as that you're a lifestyle DJ. Can you kind of break that down for me?
0: Yeah, so um, early on, um, when I, so when I went full-time as a DJ back in 2006, um, one thing I realized is that I can't necessarily just, I rely on my skill set to get, make me successful because there's just so many talented DJs and even more once the introduction of Serato came like the evolution, the technology just opened the floodgates. So, uh, one of the things I did early is I marketed myself. I had a tagline, tagline called the best dress DJ period and I was very much uh, and it wasn't like a gimmick I'm, you know, I'm somebody who really takes pride in how I dress. So what I did was I just decided to market that. Right. Okay. So, you know, how you dress is a part of your life. That's a lifestyle thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's that, um, you know, kind of fitness and staying in shape. Um, like I said, cannabis. So these are all sort of things that I involve myself with That you know, when I'm, if I'm creating an event for my, you know, myself, um, or with a, uh, you know, a partner, um, it's always lifestyle and experiential it's never just i right, this come party like there's some part of my lifestyle um and the lifestyle that other people share that you're going to get so whether it be cannabis whether it be you know studio 55 like you know that's a lifestyle type event it's not just a music and people in a room okay okay so you know yeah I'm oh and oh, i'm sorry no go ahead really quick i'm sorry no
1: go ahead
0: Hello. Hello. can you hear me?
1: We went out for like half a second. What were you? Oh, thinking? I
0: think my phone. My phone. I guess it locked, and when it did, maybe that mutes me. I don't know. It's okay. Um, but um, yeah. So I have my own fashion brand. Oh, cool. Um, called Lafayette and Grand. Okay. Uh, the website is Lafayette and Grand On Instagram, it's just at Lafayette and Grand, and so you know that's a part of the lifestyle too. Just creating creating clothes that I feel um will um proper you know properly uh coexist with whatever lifestyle it is that you live that you okay. live, you know? Okay. So.
1: And you spoke, you're speaking, you mentioned your your the cannabis quite a few times. And mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe we can kind of touch on that because I wasn't gonna say yeah. anything about it. And I've had your Dre um Dre Scott, head of sales yeah for another brand um introduced us uh for the podcast but i'd like people to know like why would somebody want to come in your opinion why Mm -hmm. would i if i've never because i've never come to a, a party and that you know one of the elevated experiences that dre talked about and i see you're speaking of it as well
0: yeah, he's I my he's my, him him. he's my partner he's my partner in the high vibration brand so got yeah got it got it yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> got it so yeah. tell me
1: why i would want to come to one of those experiences if i've never come
0: all right so if you if you partake in cannabis right it's all about again this kind of goes back to like experience and lifestyle like a lot of people even when they're home like then if you smoke and you in the house like you there's a good chance you might have on some tunes playing in the background while you vibe out, or maybe you know you're watching a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. So for me, eyes, um, for me, cannabis allows me to, um, like, elevate the gift that I'm sharing.
1: Okay. Right.
0: For me, okay. so it's like I always smoke before I DJ, always. Wow.
1: Okay.
0: And um, and what it does is for me. I, f- I feel like it just connects me closer to the source that's given me this gift okay. right so okay. god has given me this gift and i'm so i kind of remove myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just allow kind of the spirit you know of the music uh, my spirit my energy to kind of coexist and 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 so in that space even if you're not high so if you come to something and it's not a cannabis thing but what you're getting from me what you're getting from me is an elevated experience got it so i want everybody else to kind of be in the same space that i am so that's what me and drake kind of focus on so you can kind of really i think one of the biggest issues i have today with people is that their relationship with music is based on familiarity and not feeling okay right they only like the things that they know and they don't want to allow themselves to like anything new that they never heard Mm. in uh, in a party space anyway ah, in a party um you know what i'm saying Uh, uh so so it's like yo you know if you if you're elevated you can't help but to kind of tap into like the actual vibrations of the song the energy and the spirit of the music so you're you're like being moved by the strings or you know whether it be a violin or a bass line you're being moved by the drums you're being moved by the actual vocal tone of the artist so that's the experience like you're, you're it's almost like you're listening to the music that you've loved that you've heard a million times or stuff that you never heard it's like you're all listening to it for the first time when you're in that elevated space
1: got it okay okay yeah. so i'm interested in in hearing about your vegas residencies tell could you tell me about that
0: yeah so I was I was in Vegas For five years uh, My wife and I um, We were out there um, And in, You know It was It was one of the best Business decisions I've ever made Because what it did Was just elevate The visibility Of the DJ CEO brand okay. um, So You know I had residencies At Dre's After Hours I had a residency At Hyde and Bellagio um, A couple Pool party residencies I had Um a residency at on the record on the record is my favorite club in vegas and it is just absolutely blown up i want to give a shout out to my brother eddie mac who um his agency uh the mac agency they pretty much run that that program over there uh so you know he ha- he was booking me there early on and i'll actually be there at the end of april i'll be there on the 28th and the 29th doing uh two after parties for the usher show oh um cool yeah so they they it's you know vegas is changing a lot you know people assume and think vegas they automatically only think edm but to be honest when you come to vegas there's only out of all the clubs i want to say it's maybe like three or four that's just like predominantly edm like everything else in vegas is open format or hip-hop ah okay to to be honest like that's what it is it's open form you know like hakasan is edm um jewel does edm one night but jewel is very much of a hip-hop club as well you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it's far more balanced than what people think and the club on the record or otr um they're very much about the culture okay so when you go there um that's why I love playing there. They have they have the main room and then they have like the, It is the outside area. And you call it the bus because the DJ booth is literally in one of those London double decker buses. They oh, that's so have cool. it in their yard. Right. So out there you hear like a lot of classics, you know, not so much radio stuff, but just stuff to make you dance and, and, and feel good. And in the main room, it's very much open format. You'll get classics. You'll get some new stuff. You know, you get a nice little sprinkle. Okay. Um, and that's just like that's one of my favorite spots, like in the world, the DJs on the record. So
1: ah, uh, that's the name of the place on the record. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm gonna have to check it out. Okay. yeah. Uh, I had another question for you. Um, when I went to your page, um, I clicked on just you know, randomly clicked on a video um that you were recording, and you were talking about um, music and how it can be healing and all these different things. I did a podcast episode a few episodes ago and I just decided to talk about the fact that on Friday nights I dance. I'm playing music, mm. I'm dancing. And mm. I was like, wow, he's talking about, you know, something that I didn't even know. Maybe I didn't even know that's what I was doing. But every Friday that's what I'm doing. Can you mm-hmm. kind of talk to me about what you explain to people like that whole what you were talking about in that in that
0: yeah, so I think I, if I'm correct, what you're what you're referring to is um, I'm on another podcast. I'm on a podcast called the Charles Coleman Podcast, and um, I do a contributor segment on there called the Styling Styling Performance, and which is my tagline today. That replaced the Best Dressed DJ period. Um, and um, so what we were talking about was how like there's been a resurgence in dance music um, and people wanting to dance right it's not just the kids the kids have always been on dancing Mm -hmm. every generation of youth have always been on dancing Mm -hmm. um but i think for a while like adults kind of lost it i mean there was a big shift in music and the the sound sonically and and vibrational wise and it just wasn't encouraged encouraging people to dance Mm -hmm. but now um you know now we're in a space where um there's a lot more dance music coming out you have drake's um you know what, never mind. You have Beyonce's Renaissance. Um, you have artists like Kate Trinata who've always produced like great dance music. And so it's encouraging people to dance and there's a lot of healing in dance. Mm-hmm. Moving your body is it's healing. Yeah. You know, and um and but what the, the great part about it is that it is stemming from a, a shift in the music and we're getting back to music that just feels good. Yeah. Nobody wants to go out and be angry and, you know, want to fight or you know um you know you you go on, when you go to these parties you're going to release yeah at least you should be you yeah. shouldn't be going to take pics for the gram and, and flex and show people you outside like that's corny right, <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's it's super corny like yeah. you should you should be outside and you know the old the the, the saying you see all over the place is dance like nobody's watching like that's how it should be yeah. you should go and release and let go you know have a couple drinks you know dance with your friends or dance with a stranger and just yeah. have a good time and release because there's a lot of healing in it when you leave you're gonna feel a lot better you Listen, know
1: when i do it at my house i feel a lot better so i can only imagine what it would be like i haven't been out to a club or a, a party setting in a while and i look forward to doing something like that soon so mm-hmm. that's why when dre you know you know, said you know he would be great. I was like, and I looked at everything. I'm like, that's what's missing. That's a missing piece. Um, I feel like right now, so I definitely yeah. think dance is. Um, I mean, I've been a- dancing since I was in my early 20s, so mm-hmm. super healing.
0: Yeah, it's 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 one of the best feelings in the world when you kind of can get lost in the music. Yeah. Um, and to kind of just throw back to the cannabis, I just think for people who might have. I don't know social anxiety or whatever or you know they're not super comfortable just kind of letting go like the cannabis helps in that too you can really kind of just get lost in the music and just vibe out and you know before you know it you, you know 45 minutes or hour in you've just been dancing and letting go whatever stress or trauma you got on you so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and it was uh the particular video was just I think you may have just been in your car talking and you were just talking about the space that people may be in today and how music can be healing and dancing Mm -hmm. that um that spoke to me um well I don't know is there anything else that you'd like to share with that you want people to know most about you um
0: um, I think And I think I've kind of I've hinted to it I've You know I mentioned a little bit Just in this conversation You know um, As a DJ You know There's a lot of artists Out there Who are doing it Because it's an occupational option
1: mm-hmm. Right
0: They know they can make money But they're not necessarily Called to do it Right mm-hmm. They don't necessarily Have the gift to do it Yeah um, I've been called To do what I do Wow I have a I have a gift That God gave me And my And it is My duty to share that gift with the world yeah. and so that's who i am that's what i do i have a lot of respect for music and its power Okay. um so i share it responsibly
1: okay and
0: so and people receive that if you've ever been out to a dj ceo set um that's what you're gonna get you know everybody's gonna walk away like wow like Mm. that, that that vibe was just insane you know because again you're not getting me as a person like you're getting you're getting me spiritually and not yeah. in the, and when i say that to people i don't want people to feel like i'm talking like in a bible sense now i'm not talking scripture i'm talking about just from a you need to people need to understand universally like we're all spirits yeah so what you're getting from me is spirit you're getting the spiritual version of me and that's why you know when people hear me rock they receive it differently maybe somebody else who just feels like they're just playing music or they're just playing you know records i'm not playing records i'm playing energy i'm playing vibrations and you and the people who are in that space with me are going to feel that you can't you can't not feel it i love it
1: i love now that just touched me
0: yeah
1: like i feel that i really do because i think it is any, if, especially since you're saying that you feel like this is your gift, I talked about this on a past episode with someone and we were just talking, I was saying, I don't have a desire to do anything in life anymore. That's not part of my gift. Right? Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. So
1: it's a different feeling when you know, and obviously when you saw DJ Jazzy Jeff, you said you hadn't even seen him in the set, but something spoke to you at that moment and you, you must have recognized mm-hmm. that that was supposed to be for you.
0: Yes. No, it, I looking back on it, I mean, at the time, I probably didn't think twice about it from a, you know, from a spiritual sense, or some, I just, when I saw it, I was like, that is amazing. I want to do that, right? Okay. That's, uh-huh. all, that's all I knew. Uh-huh. And, you know, but as I, you know, got older and kind of matured and I've evolved even, you know, just as a talent uh, and just involved spiritually, I just started to understand like me seeing that, I was supposed to see that when I was supposed to see that. Mm. Like that, w- that was divine.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and you know, from that, you know, over time, I, I started to realize like, wow, like, no, I have a gift. <laughs> because nobody really, t- like I have, uh, shout out to my boy Rich, DJ Brooklyn Rich, and then uh, recipes to my man Fred. Um, those are like the, my two like OGs and that kind of lived in my building. And like I said, Rich was a background dancer on *In Living Color*. Wow. You know what I mean? Like the like these people that had been around the industry, and I didn't know nothing about it. I just wanted to learn how to DJ, and you know, they I would go to Fred's house like on a regular basis. Just I didn't even know if he I wasn't calling or nothing. I was just knocking on the door like, "Yo, is Fred home? Like, can I get on?" Because I didn't have any equipment, mm-hmm. and they were just so gracious enough to let me get on. But I just took to it like a fish to water, like. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So
1: I love New Yorkers. It's like, and I was in New York for like 16 years. I'm not there now, Mm -hmm. but we always have stories, Mm -hmm. There's always some really, really interesting. I know people from all all around the world have stories, but to me, New Yorkers have stories that has grit and it's always, yeah, to me, it's a little bit more for some reason.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, one more thing. If mm-hmm. you were to give anybody, because I'm sure there'll be people that may look, listen to this uh, that may have um, DJ aspirations. what What's some inspiration? What can you tell them? Anything, any advice that you could share?
0: Um, just to, um, for one, make sure this is what you want to do and that you want to do it for the right reasons. Like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people who want to do it for perks and, and all this type of stuff. And I mean go ahead, rock out, like, um, but, um, you know, like you just said, like, if it's not a part of my purpose, if it's not a part of my calling, if it's not something I'm supposed to be doing to make the world a better place, don't do it. Yeah. Um, but if you feel like it is, yeah. then have a lot of respect for what it is that you're doing, learn your history. Mm-hmm. Don't think just cause you have a laptop that now you're a DJ, like have mm-hmm. respect for the craft, have respect for those that came before you and laid the pathway uh for you to kind of be able to do this and you know find a mentor find somebody that can help guide you and teach you some things because there's learning how to dj technically that's the easy part you can mm-hmm. teach a monkey how to do that mm. like how to mix records and that's that's nothing anybody could do that okay um that's not djing right the djing is the intangible stuff the djing is learning how to connect to your crowd the djing is knowing how to read a crowd the dj DJing is knowing That You know When to kind of switch it up Because You know The energy might be getting Stale in the room Or um, You know Even the business aspect of it Like I've been (laughs) Many a times By a bar By you know Venue owners And even security They would get mad at me Because I keep people On the dance floor Mm, Really? Right Because They got They need to sell that liquor Yeah Right so you gotta you know these are things that you gotta learn and a lot of times people don't you know people just think oh i'm a d you know i got a laptop and i got this music and i bought me a controller and i just want to you know play this music and it's like that's not djing yeah like you really have to understand the the ins and outs of the entire environment that you are in and knowing that every set every party is not the same is going to require a different energy is going to require a different approach you know a wedding dj is not the same as a club dj a club dj is not the same as a lounge dj a lounge dj is not the same as a corporate dj uh you know there's so many different aspects to it and you know the really 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 good ones the great ones are able to exist seamlessly and masterfully in all of these different spaces so sometimes you may not that may not be your thing you might have a niche when it's like nah this is my vibe and these are the places i want to be and when you find, you know, if you figure that out, then focus on that. You might only want to be in like hotels and rooftops. That might be your vibe, which is different than being a big mega club, mm-hmm. right? You, you gotta have to realize this, but that takes time, you know, that takes time of DJing all these different events and getting these opportunities and then figuring out where you feel your home is.
1: So, right. And how did you find like, what, how did you find your niche after because you said you've been doing this for over 20 years how did you find yeah. your direction
0: so I want to say and I want to give a big shout out to my brother my brother Mike uh, Mike Mancini um, him and I we started we did an event back in started in 2010 I want to say and it only ran for like two years but it was super successful um, called the Influence Series okay. and it was in New York and um, he was the first one when I started working with him i started being exposed to the fact that you know you don't only have to play the same stuff over like prior to that i was in your know, stereotypical kind of like urban black market hip-hop r&b reggae
1: hello i think your phone must have clicked out again
0: i'm I'm sorry. Yeah, it locked. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. where, where did you last hear? I'm sorry. Uh,
1: you said hip hop. You were in the the market hip hop R&B.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was just like the real basic. It's the same. Every party you went to was the same music, same set. Okay. And then when I started um, um, working with Mike, you know, I got exposed to like a different scene. So I started, you know, that was the first time I was like, wait. Like, you could play Fayla at a party. Like, what? <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> what? Yes! Like, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, like, I like this. Yeah. You know, so I was, you know, playing B sides. um, Just, you know, really just, that's when I really started to discover, like, all right, no, we need to find out what feels good and what feels right. Yeah. And so it was with that, with the influence series I exposed and, you know, hanging around uh, my peoples like DJ MoMA and DJ MOS you know we will always be at each other's parties and hanging out and just i learned a lot from them and how they play and i was like oh they playing that oh okay cool i can play billy ocean i can you know and then i was okay. like oh this this makes sense like uh-huh. you know going to anybody's if you listen to anybody's at the time you went into like the um ipod or um you know if you listen to anybody's playlist like yeah there's gonna be jay-z in the, in there and then there's gonna be you know, you might see some Wham and you might see some Burner Boy and Feline Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and or you might and then Madonna will be in there. Like it's it's and it, you know, it's All of the stuff people listen to, but I think DJs felt like we can only play what's on the radio. We want to come in and hear something different. Right. Right. So you got to, you know, what's important is that you got to be in those spaces. Once you identify where those spaces are, sometimes you have to create those spaces. Right. So the influence areas, we created that space um, for that to happen. And then I did a party after that called Off the Wall with my boy DJ Dubs. And it's the same thing. It's just like, yo, if it feel right, we playing it. As long as it got body sh- body shaking like we just we playing it so that's um that's kind of was my approach around really, like 2010 is when I kind of realized like oh like nah I could really create my own lane and then figure it out and then since then to be honest I only get booked like 90% of my bookings are for me to show up and be me like nobody that's what me it or, should be right right nobody's asking me to do something that's not me so when they call CEO it's like yo Come do your thing. And, you know, that's what you get. And you, again, and all of this stuff. And you, like, you should be able to get a Cardi B and, you know what I mean? And a Kirk Franklin in the same night. Like, why not? Like,
1: exactly.
0: Why exactly. not? Exactly.
1: I would want to hear it. I want to hear whatever, like you said, you go in and you're playing from your spirit. So whatever is yeah. moving you is probably going to move us.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. You can't, you can't. You can't not accept what I'm giving you because I. it's like um, when you play, it's like you have to play with conviction, mm, right? Yeah. So if I believe in what I'm playing, you have no other option but to receive it that
1: way. Yeah, because we're gonna feel that, absolutely.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah,
1: I love it, I love it. Okay, yep. okay. Well, I won't take up too much more of your time. Um, I would like for you to tell us where we can find you on social media, and then if somebody mm-hmm. wanted to come out and listen to you play, where would we find you?
0: Okay, so, um, you can follow me on Instagram at DJ CEO. Um, TikTok is the original DJ CEO, I think that's what it's called. Um, I'm barely on TikTok, I gotta do better. too. me too. Um, me too. <laughs> um, um I, my website is imdjceo.com. Okay. Um and then to find me uh, again if you follow me on social media then you'll know where I'm at. Okay. Um cuz I always post where I'm at. So um you know like tonight I'm at Brass Monkey in Meatpacking District. Oh, cool. Um tomorrow I'm doing a brunch at Miss Lily's. Um like I said I'll be in Vegas uh next week. So
1: You're living um, the dream.
0: I am it it ain't easy though I'm gonna tell you that it's not easy but I am I am I'm living a dream and I'm I'm grateful that I get to do what I love for a living
1: wow and you were so gracious like you didn't ask any questions you really just came on so I see why things come to you so freely I really do so thank you so much for taking time to um sit down and have a conversation with me on today today um, on let's laugh and share podcast
0: Thank you. I I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me on to your platform. And it was a pleasure speaking with you. I really had a good time.
1: Oh, thanks so much. Okay. Talk to you soon. All
0: right. All right. Bye Bye.